What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, March 10th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 248. How the hell are you guys? Um, getting this one out uh, later on Thursday. Uh, what a crazy day I had. Just got back from the city. Oh, man, I was on a fucking eight-hour uh, film shoot today. Um which I'll explain later. Then I had to run to the club and do a set. And, uh, of course, my cat's meowing right when I start this fucking show. Because why wouldn't he be when I just started a show? You know what I mean? I just don't get it. Um, anyways, I got a great show for you guys. I hope you guys had a great time in between shows. And, um... I'm excited, actually, about this one. You know, I usually get excited about when I do my podcast because... You know, I have the best podcast fans out there. Uh, you guys know it. Podcast is always growing, and um, I get great compliments from you guys that you love the show and that, you know, you feel like the show keeps getting better and all this, so I always get excited to give you guys a show every time I do it. However, this one, I have some really cool shit to talk about. Great stories happened this week. A great unacceptable happened this week. All of these things. I was literally going through my week going, well, that's going on TVE. Well, that's going on TVE. Holy shit, that's going on TVE. So um, sit back, relax, wherever you may be um, tonight on this Thursday evening or going into Friday. Whether you're at work, you guys know the deal. In the car. Sitting at the cubicle. Come on, get the fucking cat. Get, get, get away. Fucking cat, man. Every time. Getting into a groove. Fucking Stanley. I swear to God, I got fucking two cats. Now we got the dog Lloyd. It's like... And that's another thing I got to talk about. These fucking animals. You know? I just... It's, it's really like to the point where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I got two kids. I got two fucking kids that I love that need a lot of things. Let's just pile on a bunch of fucking animals. Two gigantic cats and fucking this, you know, puppy Lloyd who's awesome. Such a great dog, dude. I mean, this thing is a baby and he's going to the door when he's got to go to the bathroom. I mean, he is awesome. You know, he's a cute puppy. Everybody loves him. He's he's really, like, got the great temperament, exact personality that I wanted for the family. But he just needs shit. You notice everything cute in your life that you love just needs shit. They need to eat. They need to go to the bathroom. It's like, what the fuck? There is something to be said about the guy who's sitting home alone, flat screen, falling asleep to Sports Center, but then waking back up and finishing the late game. He could walk around, be as loud as he fucking wants because he doesn't have to wake somebody up. If he wants to fucking open the refrigerator and eat something, he can without feeling anything. You know, listen, I know that guy's probably lonely. And I know that guy wishes he had... Listen, I wouldn't trade what I have in for the fucking world. I love my life. I love my family. I'm, I'm not... But I'm just saying, how much shit has to fucking happen? I mean, I start the podcast and fucking Stanley literally starts banging on the fucking door in the room he's in. Starts banging on the door crying like he knows... I swear to God, I think my cat's were in there going, yeah, he's starting now, I could tell. No, no, he just said, you know, what's up, everybody? My name is Paul Verzi. Let's just start banging the fucking door now. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. It's like, can't they just fuck? Don't they get it? How many years? 11 years they've been probably hearing me do this fucking... Well, I've been doing it for five, but I've had them for 11 years. They know my pattern. They know what I do. Shut up. You know? I mean, maybe it's my bad. I think I gotta change the litter. Either way. Um, but great show for you guys um, tonight. But before I get started, uh, gotta shout out the sponsor. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by, as always, GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Funny up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry up there in Chicago. Running a great site, great interviews. Um... You know, with established comedians, up-and-coming comedians, you could check out the site. He's always adding new people. When big comics are coming through Chicago, he's always getting good interviews with them. And a really funny comic, too. I worked with him, and uh, I know he's getting better. He does a ton of shows. So support uh, Dave Gavry. Support GonzoFame.com. It's a great website. And, um, you know, just click on it. Read about it. Um, you could read my uh, interview. We had a great one. So check out gonzofame.com. Also, go to allthingscomedy.com for the best podcasts. So many comedy podcasts, so many great podcasts out there. Too many to name. Um, so check those out. Uh, follow them on Twitter uh, at allthingscomedy. And they also have a great comedy record label. They're super, super fair to the artist. Take my word for it. Okay, I don't want to mention... Um, you know, I'm not going to mention numbers and money, but there's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of big comedy networks out there that do albums. You guys probably know who I'm talking about. There's a ton of of production companies and, and, and management companies in all different places that do comedy albums. And I'm not going to lie, um, you know, uh, we had some interest uh, or, or some of those places had interest in, in doing my album, I should say. And I just saw the the money, and I was like, "Look, man, that that just doesn't seem fair." To be quite honest, that just doesn't seem fair for for the artist. It just doesn't, you know. And uh, all things comedy gets that they're super super fair to the artist. They totally get it. And um, you know, hey, we put it on there, and we got uh, number one on iTunes and number four on Billboard. And they did a great job by helping me out, and uh, you know, I, I love it. So I would. Um, Definitely check out the albums they put out there because they really believe in their artists and do a great job and they do a great site making sure that comedy for everybody, for the fans, for the artists, everything is done right. So please check out All Things Comedy. Now, let's get to the show. Um, so much stuff has happened this week. Uh, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. I saw a movie. I want to definitely talk about some sports stuff that's going on. Uh, I have an unacceptable. Uh, first off, and this is not my unacceptable, but before I just start it, I just want to talk about this now so I don't forget it. Because I just saw the commercial for this and I know that they're doing it. But how could anybody in good conscience, okay, in good conscience, how could anybody go to Burger King and get a fucking hot dog? Okay, how can you, so they've taken, now what they've done is they were basically like, look, we got shitty beef, we got fucking poison to put in your body, we got overly fucking greasy fries that are going to clog your arteries, um, you know, we're giving away fucking enough food to feed a tribe of people for fucking 12 bucks, all right, and now what we're going to do is we're going to fucking put hot dogs in buns and you could come and get that. 
It's like, listen, if I'm going to eat a shitty hot dog, it's going to be at a 4th of July barbecue where at least it's barbecued and tastes good or whatever. All right, it's going to be at a baseball game. You know, Dodger Stadium, I had a Dodger dog. I had to. You go to Yankee Stadium, you get a hot dog. When you get hungry, I get that. How the fuck are you driving to Burger King going, you know what, I need a hot dog, let's go to BK. It's absolutely crazy. And I got to tell you guys, man, I, I'm i not lying. You know, everywhere I'm going, people are like, man, you look thin, you look thin, you look good. Granted, I have not drank or, you know, I think I've had one drink in the last 60-something days. So I'm clearly not drinking, so that's definitely helping. I'm not going to lie. Not drinking is definitely the biggest part of my of me thinning out and my, my weight loss. However, cut back on so much shit, eating good, it feels good. The only problem that I've noticed, and I'm sure some of you guys have noticed this too, when you eat good, you know, and you're not drinking, I'm drinking like a ton of water. I'm drinking a ton of seltzer, you know, water, any any kind of, just not really sugar drinks. And if there's any sugar, it's very, very low, very low calorie drinks, you know, trying to do that. The only thing is I am pissing like fucking, I'm not even joking. I'm and from like 12, like from noon today until like maybe 5 p.m., I must have pissed like fucking 12 times. And I guess they say it's part of it when you change your diet and you just keep drinking like that, like your body's just flushing everything. I get it, but it is getting to the point where like, hold, I'm pissing like a grandfather. Like I'm in the car going, I got to fucking, you know, now granted, it's my fault. I'm drinking coffee. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking seltzer. I get my cool lime refresher from Starbucks, which I'm addicted to. I'm getting all these things, but I am pissing like an absolute animal. Um, so I feel good. And I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to be one of these like food snobs now that I'm doing well and I'm leaning out, losing weight. I'm not trying to be like that. But just seeing a commercial where Burger King is selling hot dogs now, it's like that should be illegal. That should be fucking illegal to just, you know, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I like the Chicago dog from Sonic. But the only reason why I like the Chicago dog from Sonic, and I haven't had any fast food in such a long time. I'll probably overeat. I mean, I haven't had fast food in a long time. But when I went to Sonic, there's a Sonic up by where my mom lives, and I get the Chicago dog. But here's why I like it. I like it because they put pickles and peppers and fucking they dump a salad on top of it. That's why I like it. Um, and when you find out where hot dogs come from, it's gross. But a Burger King hot dog is next level. However, not my unacceptable. Okay, that is not my unacceptable. Um, but I want to start out with a story that happened this week. Wanted to make sure that I got this story in there. Uh, I was just on the phone with my buddy, an excellent, phenomenally funny comedian, Giannis Papas. You guys know Giannis is my boy. Uh, you know, Giannis and I hang all the time, and uh, you know we're always you know we're at the club and we're talking we had great com- great sneaker conversation today another funny comedian hilarious uh, Damian Lemon me and Giannis had this epic sneaker conversation tonight at the stand uh we were sitting back there at the table and we were just talking about sneakers and shit and then um I forgot to tell Giannis cuz Giannis is a big dog guy and Giannis is you know Giannis knows my puppy Lloyd he fucking loves him and we, we were just ask you know he's asking me questions about him and I was like, oh, my God, dude, I forgot to tell you this story. And he was like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, I got to talk about this on the podcast. So here you guys have it. Um, this happened a few days ago. 
And uh, some of you guys may even know. If you know what you think happened or what the problem was, let me know. But this is what happened, and it's crazy. So I live on um, I live on a hill, okay? And, uh, you know, if you guys listen to the show, you know, I live up in the woods on a hill, and it's really steep. Like You just got to fucking keep climbing. You feel like you're going to the top of the ski lift when you get to my house. But even further up is a gentleman who has a bull. And I, I think I might have mentioned it. If you're new to the show... Um, where I live is kind of horse country. People either ride horses, train horses, have farms up here. You just see like you could be driving and you just see like beautiful land and like horses just galloping or just like an eating grass and shit. That's what you see up here. And it's beautiful. It's great. Um, but there's one gentleman on the very, very top of the hill probably has like a fucking, I don't know. I mean, if my guess would be this is like a, like, I would say eight to ten million dollar home. It's got the Spanish roof. It's got a view that's just absolutely insane. And uh, people are like, oh, have you seen the bull? He's got a bull running around his front yard. That's how much land. But it's a legit bull, and it's black and white. So at first you think it's a cow, and then you're like, holy shit, he's got a fucking bull running around. He's got like the small ponies. He's got big horses running around. Everything, and the bull just comes right up. And he even made steps for neighbors to come with apples and fucking feed this bull. So. When I have friends come over and stuff, they're like, "Dude, you got verse. You gotta take. You gotta take me up the hill. I gotta see this bull." So now that we have Lloyd, um, and the puppy's doing great. Like I said, he's getting it. Everything is cool. People visit him and like, "Oh my god, this dog is awesome. He's fucking so cool." And I think he definitely has Sharpay in him because he's got these wrinkles and shit. He's so he's cool. So I was home with my kids, and I said to him, "I was like, all right, guys, get your jacket on. We're gonna take Lloyd up." And my kids are like, oh, we, you know, we go up to the bull. And I was like, yeah, we'll walk them up to the bull. So it's about, I'd say it's about a half mile up the hill. So we're walking Lloyd and he goes to the bathroom in the same spot, wooded area between houses. Nobody, it's great. He knows where to go to the bathroom. It's, it's great. So we walk up and I'm telling my kids, I'm going, stay on the sides. You know, you got to stay off the street, stay on the grass, stay on the grass. And I'm, I'm making sure that my kids are, you know, safe distance and Lloyd is, you know, with me, I got the leash and everybody's kind of in my sight and close and safe. You know, that's my obviously first and foremost, you know, that I'm making sure of, right? So we go up there. Sure enough, the bull is right there. We're like, oh, where's the bull? He was like right there. He was looking and it was cool when he was breathing. You could see the, you could see the shit coming out of his nose, like in the fucking cartoons. It was just a, it's a bull. It's a bull acting like a fucking bull. And then the horses and ponies came up. And we're right there. So we look. Great. Lloyd went to the bathroom. He did both, which, you know, when you're a dog owner, I didn't realize how fucking great that is. But when a dog goes and does both, you're just like, oh, my God, I could fucking, he's not going to shit in the house. I could go sit down. Like, it's it's awesome. So the dog, you know, shits, pisses, does the whole thing. I'm like, this is awesome. Let's start walking back. So we start walking down the hill, we start walking down, we start walking down. There's like a little, like rocks and little water going through the rocks and the dog is looking at me and I'm telling my kids, I'm going, go on the side, stay on the side, right? And all, I'm fucking, this is, I'm getting the chills right now thinking about this. So as I turn around and I'm holding the dog, I'm holding, you know, Lloyd, who's very small, you know, this is an 11 week old dog. Out of nowhere, I turn around. And a foot behind us, one foot behind us, is a giant, supersized, fucking huge, black Great Dane, loose, off a leash, acting weird, kind of wobbly, uh, 
and just like looking down and this thing fucking startled all of us but it was loose and I'm looking around and I remember just my first instinct was alright kids it's okay just keep walking keep walking and I'm looking at this thing and his head and I swear to God, it was like fucking, it happened so fast that it was like being in the ocean and all of a sudden a shark is circling you. Like, I have no idea. I think when we just, when our backs were turned and we were just walking down the hill talking and I'm making sure my kids, I think this fucking thing saw Lloyd and just, you know, started walking towards him. Now, this Great Dane's head, and I'm not even kidding when I tell you, I was just explaining this to Giannis, this was not a regular Great Dane. This was a fucking horse. Like, you know when you see a Great Dane at the Westminster Dog Show or you see, like, a poster of him, you're like, oh, that's a fucking, you know, on a calendar or whatever. That's okay. This was, like, that time. This was a fucking Great Dane with, like, syringe steroids in his fucking neck and ass at the same time. This thing was tremendous, gigantic. And I'm noticing that he's walking a little funny. And he looked a little confused, and I fucking freaked out. And all I'm thinking about is... My son and my daughter, and I'm holding this little puppy who's just finding out what fucking outside means, and I'm going, oh my God, dude, if this thing is fucking nuts, or if this thing starts barking or showing its teeth or starts attacking, what do I do? Like, I'm literally thinking, do I jump on this thing's back and start strangling it? Like, what am I going to do? And I didn't want to show my kids the fear. I didn't want to show my kids what I was thinking, but like, I had to have some sort of a fucking plan. And my son sensed it. And my son just kind of was like, and, I'm, and and my tone was like, I tried to have that pilot tone. Like, all right, guys, just keep walking. Like, I was like, all right, guys, just just keep walking, keep walking. But, you know, my kids obviously sensed that, like, dad is dad is concerned. And and I, I really was. I had no no other, other way to think about it. He just appeared. He was kind of weird. Uh, so he's looking down at Lloyd, and they're nose to nose. And it happened so fast. And I was like, how the fuck did he... And his head was the size of my dog. And I'm thinking if this thing starts snapping or barking and he walked near us. Now, luckily, thank God, I looked at his tail and his tail was kind of wagging and he just looked interested in Lloyd. Lloyd kind of was acting like tough. And like, and then, but then I realized that Lloyd just kind of liked him too. And Lloyd was like licking his jowls. But what really freaked me out was his jowls had like the saliva on it and now I'm thinking holy shit is this thing fucking have rabies is it rabid because he was walking funny so I'm telling my kids guys just keep walking just keep walking I'm really scared and when we tried to separate ourselves the dog just kept coming up and Lloyd kept looking back and I'm going holy shit man what am I gonna do this thing is following us right now this thing is the size of a fucking you know a a medium-sized horse and you know and then he gets in front of us so we can't he gets in front of us and we can't even really like do anything. Like he's just with us. And uh, I, I was just really kind of, you know, man, I always hope this thing is all right. Like what the hell's going to happen here? And, and the dog, like, I remember like the dog had a collar, but no tag and he was loose and he was just walking around. And when he got in front, I just noticed his hips he almost looked like he was walking drunk or like confused and then like and then he would like go down like he was going to go to the bathroom and I saw him like taking a piss but then like it wasn't a lot of piss and he just kind of kept walking weird it was just weird you know and I was like is this thing pissing what is it and a fucking thing I'm not going to lie to you the fucking dick on this thing this thing had an eggplant dick like I was just like this is this is you know so <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to do 
and and my my kids like all right daddy let's go home let's go home and I'm like yeah you know just keep walking so this couple luckily this couple started walking up and like they were like in their 60s and I I wanted them to kind of see what was going on to see that if they sent something maybe they're gonna be like oh okay like we'll help you so I said excuse me um have you guys ever seen this dog and they go no never seen him before. But he really likes your guy, and he seems like a nice guy. And that kind of let me know, okay, good. Like, I, I thought he was nice, but I didn't know where this was going to go. And he keeps following us, and I don't know if this is going to turn ugly. So I'm going, come on, guys, let's just go, let's just go. So I noticed the dog started to, like, sniff and walk around. And when he, like, kind of went down to go to the bathroom, I'm going, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just walk. So then we got, like, 10 yards and then 20 yards. And then, you know, finally, you know, he was still coming, but then he would like cross the street and go into somebody else's yard. But there was clearly something wrong. Um, the dog was not right. And luckily in that, whether confusion or whatever it was, or just this lost dog, at least this dog wasn't nasty. Because if it was, I was in a really tough spot because I'm holding the leash of a puppy that's not trained and just trying to figure shit out. I got my three and a half year old little girl, or oh, actually I should say she's going to be four at the end of next month, but I got, I got my, I got Sophia with me, she's little, I got Lucas with me, you know, he sees that dad knows something's not right, so like, they just go, you know, we go home, and Lucas runs in the house, and he's like, mommy, so I'm trying to tell my wife what happened, and my wife is like, well, did you look at, the, and like, my, you know, my wife has just started asking me like, shit, that I, I, we, like, we almost got into a fight, she's like, well, did you have, did you, and I'm like, no, I didn't do shit, Besides be scared and figure out if I was going to have to fucking jump on this thing and choke it out like fucking Princess Leia did to, you know, Jabba the Hutt. That's what I'm thinking right now. I'm not thinking of anything else, you know? It's funny how people, like, ask you questions, like, in hindsight. Like, well, did you notice if the... No, I didn't notice shit. What I noticed was to try to keep my kids and my dog alive. That's what I fucking noticed, and that's what I was focused on. I didn't look at anything else. The fucking thing was loose. It had it had a, a collar on with no leash. I mean, uh, no tags. No... Nothing. Uh, so then when my kids were home safe and they, we, they walked into the house, I gave her Lloyd to make sure, you know, she had everything. And then she goes, why don't you go check? So then I walked up by myself to check to find if there's an owner and the dog was nowhere to be found. And we haven't seen it since something was definitely wrong, but I can honestly tell you that was a, probably the first time in a while where fear definitely like set into a point where I was just like, this is fucking, this is something's wrong here. And the craziest part about the story was what I first said is that just out of nowhere, like in a movie, you know, when things are going good in a movie and then all of a sudden the music changes right at that moment and people start like looking different and weird and something's wrong. Like that's what it was. Like we're having this great walk and there's rocks and a little water and we just saw the far, the, the guys land with the bull and the fucking animals. And then, you know, this thing just waddling around huge and just following us, not knowing what to expect or what this thing is going to do to, to my children or to my new dog, uh, was really unnerving. So, um, wanted to share that. That was something that I was like, well, that's a story for the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. If any of you know what you think was wrong, um, my guess is, and I could be wrong cause I, I'm not a fucking expert, but uh, a week prior to this, when I took Lloyd for a checkup and he wasn't feeling good, uh, he was sick or whatever, and they gave him antibiotics or something like that, he's fine now, but when I was there, unfortunately a couple was taking their dog out of the car on a gurney, and the woman was crying, and I saw them in a private room, and then they let 
I saw the vet let them stay with them and cry. They were just like, let, let them be. So my guess is the dog might have had to be put down. But I remember hearing the woman saying to the vet as we were in the other patient room or whatever for the dog. It's funny. They got like rooms like like patients do with the doctor. But um, as we're in the room, I hear the lady say to the vet, yeah, he's walking around almost like he's drunk. And I thought about that when I saw this Great Dane. So my my thought is this. This was an old dog that wasn't in great shape. Um, he was friendly in his life, and he was a good dog. And he and he saw my guy. He just got loose, saw my dog, wanted to talk to him, but like the dog wasn't right. And and my guess is fifty fifty. That dog is either going to be gone soon or might be gone now. I don't know. I don't know if the saliva in the mouth was like foam being rabies because I think they get nasty when they have that. I didn't see that, but I definitely sensed something wrong. But as you know, what my number one concern was. So that's that. Um, I hope you guys were into that story. But um, I felt like as I was telling it, I was reliving it. So I hope you guys felt that. Um, anyway. So um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, yes, I'm going to do my unacceptable. Then I'm going to do your guys' unacceptables. And I have other stuff to talk about. So sit back, relax. This is episode 248 with me, your host, Paul Verzi, on the Verzi Effect podcast, the best podcast out. Oh, by the way, um, if you did, I know a couple of people ordered some posters. Some more posters got ordered. Seems like every show you guys are ordering the poster. It's awesome. And the album. Um, by the way, this April 9th is a one year anniversary of when I recorded Night at the Stand and it feels like I recorded it fucking three weeks ago. So that's crazy. But thank you for the support with it. And I will send your merchandise to you. Uh, you should have it in the next few days. I'm caught up with everybody. So if you did purchase one and you didn't get it, no worries. If you requested it to be signed, it will be in the mail and, um, all that. You know what sucks about sending posters? Somebody said that their poster got a little screwed up in the rain, and I actually package it in something where that doesn't happen. So I'm trying to even package them different, but fuck. If if you get your poster in the mail and something's wrong with it, let me know. I'll send another one out. There's no no worries there. Okay. Um, here is my unacceptable, and uh, this is this this got me. Okay, this got me a little pissed off. So, oh, and I know how some of you guys love when I get pissed off. So, the other night, uh, my wife's like, what do you want to do for dinner? Because that's our biggest fight. She never knows. I don't care. I don't care. You know, they always say, I don't care. Whatever you want. And then you get something like, I don't want that shit. Um, We go out to eat. And we wanted to go to this place we always go to where we've never had a bad experience. And the food is great. And they have amazing, amazing family style stuff. And they, you get this thin crust pizza. But they have this great, like... They have great sandwiches, they have great burgers, they have great, um, or no, I'm sorry, they, they like Italian food, calamar, all this stuff. That's great shit, right? They have great beers and, and all that stuff my wife gets there. They have like a their own beers, like a little brewery, great place. So we're driving there and my son goes, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. I want to go to this place, Pizza Planet. I want to go to Pizza Planet. So Pizza Planet is uh, not a bad, it's not a bad place, but you know, it's more of a pizzeria where you can still have dinner, they have tables and all that, but it's just not like the nice restaurant with the with the pizza that we wanted to get um, for the kids. So, you know, Lucas is going, nah, I don't want to go to that one place, let's go to the Pizza Planet, let's go to Pizza Planet. So my wife and I just look at each other like, you know what, fuck it, let's just go to Pizza Planet, we don't have to go crazy, 
you know, we go out a lot. So we're like, ah, listen, you know, we don't have to go crazy and sit in some crazy expensive restaurant. Let's just go to Pizza Planet and we'll get what the kids want. We'll order stuff. They do have a nice uh, couple of good salads, so we'll go there. So they have, like in pizzerias, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to paint the picture for you. They have the booths, but they're kind of just like picnic benches with the, with the table there, right? So, and they have like, you walk in, you have one side of it, another side of it. In the middle, they just have like where you could get the napkins and all that shit. And then like the counter with all the pizzas. And then they have the, the, uh, you know, the, the drink fucking refrigerators or whatever, right? So we sit in the first booth, right when you walk into the left, the first one right there. And, uh, that's where the kids ran to. And that's where we're sitting. Now there's a fucking other booth connected to ours, you know, the, the benches go back to back and there's another table there, excuse me, with people eating a father and his kids and me and Lucas go in to the seat that is connected to these guys, the, the other table eating and my wife and Sophia are sitting with their backs to the window of the place so nobody's near them. So it's me and Lucas with our backs to the people behind us. And of course, we're back to back with, a, um, like my back is one inch from the father, and then there's a little kid standing up in the thing, and of course the TV in the corner with some meaningless fucking basketball game was on in the corner right above our thing. And guess what, everybody? The little kid was standing up over my back watching this game, talking to his dad. So I'm sitting there and I'm just going, why did the kids take this thing? Now if I get up, it's clear that I want nothing to do with these people. And then we have to eat right next to them across from them, which would be even more awkward. So now I'm hoping that this guy is going to say, oh, son, turn around and sit down with your back turned because there's people there. Don't hang. I, guys, I am not exaggerating to you. Okay, of course the battery's dying right now with fucking 11% and I got to go get the charger while I'm in the middle of the story. Why wouldn't it be? I swear to you, this kid comically is hanging over, practically touching me in my ear going, Oh, dad, look, ah, did they score? When are the Rangers going to play, dad? What, what's going on? And the dad is just like, I don't know. When are the Rangers? Oh, so that team is playing and they're talking. And it got so rude that finally in front of my wife and kids, I go, is this little kid really hanging over me? And, and everybody could kind of hear it. And my wife just goes, what? And just gave me that look like, what are you doing? And I just shook and like the kids looked at me and I just shook my head and I just fucking dealt with it. And the kid is talking and all I'm saying is I have to say something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to turn around and say, excuse me, sir, your son, I can't, we, I'm eating. Like, I can't, I can't fucking do this with you right now. And my wife is just like, don't, don't, don't. And I'm just looking and the guy is allowing this kid to hang over. And my son like looked over at him, but my son looked at him like, you know the way, like, it's funny, little kids look at each other the way like dogs look at other dogs in the park. They're just like, oh, what's the deal with that guy? Can I play with him? Uh, maybe I could play with him. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's my, you know, they just feel each other out. And I'm just going, oh my God. And I think maybe towards the end of it, maybe the guy might have said, all right, well, you know, maybe you should, but I don't even know if that's what he was saying. Absolutely unaccept, unacceptable on the father's part. The fact that this fucking guy allowed his son while people are eating dinner, dinner time, dinner hours, I'm with my family. 
I'm with my little daughter, my little son, my wife. We're sitting there. You see that we're having a family dinner and you're letting your son stand up, talk sports and lean over, hanging over the thing, talking. It's fucking unacceptable. And his father was a fucking fat, sloppy guy, just fucking big like construction worker jeans. You know, just a sloppy fucking guy with a fat neck. That's why he's fucking eating pizza. You know, it just annoyed me. And then they finally get up when we had like 10 minutes left. They get up and leave. And I I couldn't wait for them to leave. And I'm thinking, what will make this not unacceptable, what will make this okay, is if when they get up, the father just says, hey, man, I'm real sorry. He gets excited about the game. Sorry if he was hanging over you. Enjoy your dinner. Something like that would have totally erased this. This wouldn't even be part of my show right now. Okay? But this this asshole... And, and it's the type of guy that lets me know that if I did say something, he would have had a problem with it. He would have had a problem. He would have been like, oh, well, you know, like he would have been. Probably a fucking regular at this place, Pizza Planet, and then I would have been the asshole. Just put me in a bad spot. My wife and kids are there, so I'm going to look like a psychopath if I say something. My kids are going to be like, why is there a problem? What's wrong with daddy? So I didn't do anything. And this kid just standing up on the bench back to back to me, just hanging over our thing talking it was so fucking rude and absolutely unacceptable and I swear to God the funniest thing I thought about I'm not kidding is when the dad got up I noticed the dad's body is just heavy and then I looked over at the kid and the kid was kind of like definitely like heavy and fat for a kid and the only thing that gave me pleasure was knowing that the kid's got bad genes and he's probably going to be heavy, like, inevitably because of his dad. And I just, that, like, made me feel better when they walked out. Like, ah, you're a future fat guy, whatever. You need you need that. I know. It's it's awful, and I shouldn't think about that with a kid. But that's the only thing that gave me any satisfaction. Oh, my God, dude. It was the worst. So there's my unacceptable. If you're in a fucking restaurant, and you're at a booth, and your kids are... Anytime my son did that. That's why I've never experienced this, because I honestly thought that parents got that. Anytime we're in a booth, and we have been in a booth, where we were next to a family that was right there, and I've seen my daughter stare, because kids like to stare at each other. I've seen her staring and looking, and I would say, Sophia, turn around, don't stare. Sit down, guys. I'm always telling my kids, sit down. Make sure, you know, sit down and be respectful. We're in a restaurant. People are eating. You know, don't be loud. Don't yell. Even when my kids are loud, even when they laugh loud and they're having a good time, I'm just like, listen, you guys can have a good time. You can laugh. Just you got to keep it down. You know, you have to keep it down. That's that's what you have to do. You know, we're not animals here. And by the way, is anything better than watching a good parent? Is anything better than watching a parent molding a young mind or a child knowing that they're going to grow up and have manners and get it and have tact and know how to deal with people and be socially, you know, just socially aware of what's going on? Is anything better than that? You know, no, don't talk loud. There's people here eating. You can have a good time, but have manners. Don't look at somebody and stare at them when they're eating. We're in a restaurant. Don't hang over. Don't touch anybody. Don't do it. Like, just like, like, it's the simple things that are just like, and then you see parents that let their children just fucking jump around like fucking zoo animals. It's, it's ridiculous. 
There's nothing worse in this world than a parent that just doesn't give a fuck and let their kid go. And I'll tell you something. My kid goes to school with some kids, and they're all great kids. You know, they are. They get it. They, they have good parents and stuff. But there are a few, and there's always going to be a few that fall through the cracks, that just are allowed to say things. Like, my son was coming home, and I noticed he was saying things that he wouldn't normally say. And I knew it was coming for kids. He's like, that really sucks. That really sucks. I don't, and I go, why, what, why are you talking like that, Luke? You don't talk like that. Like, why are you, you know? And he was like, well, so-and-so said it at school. And I was like, yeah, well, so-and-so's a little fucking jerk. I mean, I didn't say it like that. My wife doesn't like when I'm like, yeah, hey, don't listen to that, you know, because, you know. But I was like, listen, some of your friends, they don't get it. They don't get it. I was like, you're a nice kid. And you don't have that in you, so stop it, like. If you don't like something, you say I don't like. But like, just the way he was saying it, like, and I know he's gonna grow up and say that sucks. I mean, I'm not saying that that there's something wrong with that, but I just knew it wasn't him because they, you know, they, they, you know. So you know, one thing that's going on is that like kids that are like older that might have like not picked on them, but kids that are older that looked at them as young now like them, and they hang out with those younger kids. So those younger kids, that you know, it's impressionable. I get it, but they hear things and they talk like that, and it's like you know. Does, and it just like the way the kids are, they're little wise asses. There's always a couple of kids that are little wise asses. Like there's a couple that I know that I'm not going to like, like growing up. I hope these little fucking pricks don't come to my house. But um, anyways, let's move on here uh, to your guys' unacceptables and see what we got. Okay, here we go. This unacceptable is from Josh Innocent. Yes, I've heard from Josh a couple of times on the show. Um, yes, this one's coming from Boston. Hey, Paul, I've got an unacceptable for you that I know you definitely can relate to. I work in Boston and regularly ride uh, a shuttle to and from uh, the subway every day. I'm actually riding the shuttle as I write this, and I'm steaming mad. I love how you guys think of my show in like the worst possible mind frame. Um, we're on a two-lane road and a school bus uh, angrily beeped the horn at the driver uh, a mere second ago because he was driving the speed limit. When the light turned green, the school bus full of kids gunned it and came, oh Jesus, came a near half-inch to the shuttle side by side and nearly collided until it barely cut us off. I was so cl- uh, it was so close everyone on the shuttle gasped and were silent. I can't even begin to tell you how unacceptable it is to drive aggressively with the bus, never mind the fact that you had children here. Um, it had children here. Wow, that is crazy. Uh, as I write this, all I could think about uh <laughs> Is that, uh, oh yeah, Goldman Megabus that nearly ran you off the road. Completely unacceptable. Cage the driver up and waterboard him with salad dressing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and and the road rage gets worse with kids. You know, because you could deal with it. You could deal with it. People could deal with it. But when you know that, like, there's innocent children that are not behind the wheel, that that's lives can be, you know, really fucking put in danger it's in it's both enraging and unacceptable thank you for the uh submission here we go this one is from joshua scott and joshua scott says hey paul love the album uh and you are uh starting to pop up on the comedy station on pandora 
fucking famous over here. Well, thank you. I don't know about that, but thank you. Uh, so this is pretty short. I am a shoe nut like you. It's uh, a problem because <laughs> it's a problem, but I own it. I get it, dude. We were talking about Jordans today. It's it's over. The Jordan 4s. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but anyway. Um, anyway, someone uh, at work had a rare pair of Jordan 3s, and I complimented him on, him on them. Uh, hey, man, those are dope J's. His response, yeah, they're 600 Completely unacceptable. I didn't give a shit what they cost, but now I do, so I had to respond like a dick. Well, you got ripped off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I could have got you those for four. Now I don't think they're so nice and walked off. Uh, thanks for the podcast, uh, as always, brother. Thank you, uh, Josh. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's weird to do, and I know because, and as a matter of fact, though, yeah, six is like you could get them for. I don't know if you, I don't know if you could get them for four. I think the think the cheapest was is five that I've seen. So if you could get them for four, that's great. But saying the price is weird. Like you're like, oh man, I love the Jays. Like I had the Jordan Four white cements on the other day, and somebody is funny last night, and this comedian goes, "Hey man, I just want to say that I, I respect your sneakers." It's so funny. Like sneakers are becoming this like, you know. I have to, if I'm in the comedy club, I have to have dope, like, just dope kicks on, I have to, but now, like, the Jordans is crazy, the Jordan 4 white cements is, I was talking to Damien Lemon about them, I think Giannis is a, uh, my buddy Giannis is a, is a Jordan 3 guy, for me, if you want to know what I think the greatest sneaker ever is, especially with certain, like, I know it sounds funny and shit, but with certain like jeans and pants, it's crazy. Like the like black jeans or whatever, or dark dark pants. The Jordan Four white cements are unbelievable, and I have a funny funny story about that now. But I'm getting crazy addicted to. Uh, I went in. I'm looking for the fives. I'm looking for some other sneakers, um, some other Jordans. I'm getting. Yeah, I don't know what's happening to me, but I'm a sneakerhead. I really am. Um. But I got a crazy story, or a funny story. It's not a crazy story. It's just a funny story uh, when I get into sports, which I'll explain after I do these uh, unacceptables. But thank you, uh, Josh, for the submission. Uh, here we go. This one is from Joseph uh, Tronkel. Or Tronkel, yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, Joseph Tronkel says, Mr. Verzi, there are two types of savages, Paul. <laughs> the first... Um, being a hero, someone who takes their craft and their actions to the limit in a positive manner. Someone like Steph Curry, who shits on the rest of his peers on a weekly basis. Someone like that girl at Walgreens who looks like a model and smiles with her perfect teeth while wringing up mouthwash and tums and wishes you a great rest of your evening as if she is a permanent dis- uh as if she is in a permanent Disney state of mind. Then there's the other type of savage. So far, I agree. Like this fat, white-haired fuckbag who runs the 20 items or less checkout at the Walmart down the street. Not only uh, were his spit stains stronger, oh no, than a pissed-off Hulk. <laughs> But his demeanor and presentation were nothing above failure. I put up with my, 
I pull up with my cart and start unloading my items. I had four birthday cards, a few food items, and a couple of fishing supplies. There was no one in line, nor anyone behind me. The guy tells me as I add items to the counter, Sorry, pal, you're going to have to go to another register as your items exceed 20. At first, I'm in shock. There's barely anyone in the whole store. I look behind him, nobody in sight. I politely plead, but there is no one behind me, and I would imagine that I only have about 20 items. And I imagine I only have about 20 items. No, I had it right the first time. And I would imagine I only have 20 items. This miserable cocksucker looks at me and says, you can't just imagine. You need to count them out. Gee, wow. At this point, after a long day at the office, I am tempted to take a fishing hook out of the plastic and shove the point through his eyeball. I start pulling items out one by one, counting out loud as I go about setting them on top of the counter. This is already taking way longer than it fucking should have. There is still no one behind me. I pull out the final item, totaling 18 items. Paul, I look at him and smile as I finish my, uh, my uh, complicated math. 18. I guess I won't be going to another register after all. Looking like Cam Newton after the Super Bowl, he checks me out, and I smile at him the whole time. <laughs> your one job is to ring items up and allow people to spend money at your establishment, you dopey piece of worthless life. Paul, lock him in a cage <laughs> for being a cunt, and lock me in a cage next to him for shopping at Walmart on a regular basis. All the best, Joe. Thank you for the submission. That's a great one. And uh, the guy could have just been cool. Like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Even if you got like 24, no one's here. That's what somebody cool does. That's what somebody who's not being a dick. That guy hates his job. That guy hates what he's doing. And he had to be a dick. You know what I mean? I could understand if there was a huge line and people had like 8 and 10 and 12. The fact that you had maybe, what, a couple more than 20 and there's nobody in the store and the guy was being a dick. Good for you. I would have done the same thing. Fuck that guy. Uh, thank you for the submission. And, uh, hey, man, when I was... Uh, you know, still living at home, there was a close Walmart, and I would go all the time, you know, at night, because I love the 24-7 Walmart, because if whatever, you go, yeah, let's go get a DVD, let's go get a DVD and some fucking candy, and you'd go in at 3 in the morning, I don't knock it, thank you for the submission, uh, only a couple more here, guys, uh, this is from Meg Murphy, um, what's up, Meg, thank you for the submission, because I believe you are a new a new uh, submission here, so uh, thank you. Hey, Paul, I love your show, and I love seeing you and the rest of the Goon Squad at MSG. I just recently started listening to your podcast and can't get enough. I'm training to run the Boston Marathon this year, and TVE has been saving grace during the long training runs. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, and I got something funny about that afterwards. Um, some of your stuff makes me die laughing so hard that I literally have to stop running. I love it. And uh, look like a complete psycho, but it's totally worth it. Anyways, I get, I'll get down to it uh, and to share my unacceptable with the world. I was getting brunch this weekend with some friends at one of the more popular spots in Boston. Our group lucked out and grabbed a couple of seats at the bar and posted up for what should have been an enjoyable Sunday. All of a sudden, I noticed this girl next to us send a text and then slip her phone into her bra 
right underneath her floppy boob. <laughs> uh, now, most of the guys out there might be thinking this must have been pretty hot. But I assure you, this greased up... Sl- <laughs> Holy shit. This greased... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to cough. <laughs> oh my God. This greased up slam pig looked like she rolled out of her sty, threw on some blue eyeshadow for the boys, and clicked her clicked her hooves down the sidewalk to come inhale. Oh my god. Some over medium eggs faster than sea biscuit at Churchill Downs. Wow. Wow, you went in with that one. I like it. Not only did I watch this maggot slide her phone into her bra once, but she continued to take it out, oh my God, and shimmy it back in after each and every text. She, oh my God, she's presumably got from her other sty mates. My question to you is, what on God's green earth makes people think this is an acceptable behavior? Lock this pig up in solitary where where she can continue to send tit-touched text in private. Keep up the good work, Verzi, and I hope to see you perform again soon. Well, thank you, Meg. Um, Jesus, you have a nice way of describing. I mean, I don't want to get on your bad side. Holy shit. Um... Wow, that's just, and that almost seems like a tension too, texting and then shimmy it back down your bra, it's like really, like fucking grow up, not only is it like unacceptable because you're in an establishment, again, no manners, that's exactly the people I would, you know, her uncle is probably the guy that let his son hang over my back at fucking Pizza Planet. Thank you so much, Meg. And uh, the, what I wanted to say about the running was I was on stage tonight and I'm just doing this bit about running, how I'm just like, it's hard to do cardio as an adult. Like you're trying, you're training for a marathon, which is so unbelievable. You know, like I give you so much credit because that's like next level. Like that's like, like the mental thoughts you have when you're running like that is just like superior. You know, like I feel like people that like run are like basically like, military runner like it's just another level of like you know because I was just talking about quitting mid-run or like I just said something like you ever just quit at the beginning of a run you just start running you just say like fuck this dude I'm going to the movies like what am I I gotta what am I a fucking you know I'm gonna bring these fucking neon colored spandex back to models and just tell them I (laughs) I got a little ahead of myself there my fucking doing running you know running cardio like that is I remember one time I ran three miles and my thighs were burning and tingling. And I was just like, you know, and I don't get me wrong, I felt great. The fact that you're going to run 26 is is fantastic. So I wish you all the best. That's uh, that's awesome. And thank you for the submission. And thank you for being a new listener and, um, and loving the show. That's the best. It's cool you were at the garden too. All right, two more here. This one is from, uh, it's just an email here. I don't have a name. But the uh, subject says, Bill Burr and Robert Kelly impressions. So here we go. Unacceptable how much I enjoy listening to TVE, YKWD, and MMP podcasts. When the three of you do impressions of each other, they are basically the same voice but still perfect. 
The repeating high-pitched dudes make me laugh every time. The only difference is Robert Kelly's Verzi impression adds a little Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Dude, what the fuck kind of people are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, what the fuck kind of people? But Bobby's impression... Hold on, I'll just finish the thing here. P.S. I'm visiting New York this weekend, 10 to 13. Definitely going to a few shows at the cellar and at least one of the shows you're on at the, at the, on, at the stand. Uh, other than usual tourist attraction, are there any other must-see places for a single 27-year-old comedy nerd pothead to check out while visiting the best city in the world? Um, well, the cellar and the stand are, are great for comedy. Um, you know, I... I I mean I you don't, you don't seem like a Broadway guy and I don't blame you, you know I'm still pissing people off with my Broadway joke but I don't care, I'm just doing it really is grow up, it's honestly like going to Broadway plays is just the fact that adults dress up, and they have their wine and they talk at intermission like oh man yeah did you see him? what do you think is that that second act that was unbelievable it's like fucking grow up it's a bunch of adults in Halloween costumes dancing around it's a glorified high school play it's fucking insulting it's insulting it's a bunch of fucking people singing about it you know everything's a fucking song you know somebody fucking everything's a song you know you know what I mean it's crazy somebody dies it's a song doesn't happen that's not real you don't bust out into song when somebody dies you go home you put a gun in your mouth you cry you put the gun down you live to see another day that's what happens you know you know what i mean you don't see fucking you don't sing i said uh i did the rent thing i think i don't know if i told you guys that but i did that rent joke where i was like yeah this one chick made me sit there and play rent <laughs> did i say did i say this on the, if i didn't say it on the podcast if i did say it on the podcast i'm sorry but i'll repeat it I said, yeah, this one chick made me sit through that play Rent. I said, that play was so bad, by the end of it, I was glad the kid was sick. At least there's not going to be a sequel to this fucking thing. <laughs> and people are like, oh, and I'm like, guys, you know it was an actor. He wasn't sick, right? You know, was, he's, he's, he's a fucking actor. He's probably in another shitty play. And it's funny, when you talk about that, the crowd's like, oh, did you? Yeah, but I honestly, like, I, I, get, I get going to Broadway, like, the first time to see it. I'm just talking about the people that constantly, constantly have to go and see. And it's like, I, I, I just find it a little silly that, that adults get like that. And I'm sorry, some of you may like it. But anyway, um, thank you for the submission. And yeah, Bobby Kelly's impression of me, I'm just like, Bobby, you know I don't sound like, he almost sound, I almost sound like Mickey Mouse and Joe Pesci with Bobby saying. It's like, yeah, you know what, dude? I'm just like, I don't sound like that. Um, okay. Last one. This one is from Braid, uh, Bradley Bolton. He says, hi, Paul. Long-time listener from England with an unacceptable. I was having breakfast in a cafe this morning, and the man on the table behind me, isn't it unbelievable how it always comes together, folks? I swear I don't do it like this. Um, table behind us sniffing and clearing his throat, not in a normal way. The way you would if you had uh, phlegm in the back of your throat. Uh, He did this for 10 or so minutes before getting up, walking to the exit, stuck his head out the door, and spat on the floor. It was totally unacceptable. No self-awareness on his part. Keep up the good work. Come to England with Burr next time he is over there. Bradley Bolton. Thank you so much, Bradley. Uh, we actually, a bunch of us, the whole crew, the whole crew talked about going overseas together. So that would be sick. 
you know, uh, we we talked about getting all the boys together and going over there. Uh, I would just, I'm actually, that sounds so fun to me that, I mean, I, could you imagine that plane ride? Especially if all of us got in first class, the absolute drinking fucking, I just think, I'm just thinking about how it would go down. If it was like me, Bartnick, Lawhead, you know, maybe throw Giannis in there, get, um, you know, maybe a couple other guys and we just take over a flight overseas in first class where we're getting champagne and drinking. Um, here's what would happen. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what would happen right now. We would, I don't, I'm trying to think who would sit next to each other. Um, my guess would be just because of the way Bartnick, so, so Bartnick would just get hammered and probably sleep after like, he would he'd get hammered and sleep like probably like th- three hours in. So he'd like be out for like maybe two and a half hours. Um, Burr, me, and Lawhead would be four hours into the flight hammered and there would be a screaming argument on the first class about a sport. There'd be some sports argument where we were screaming at each other. Like, over the fuck you, you know what I mean? Well, one of us has like got a shrimp in our hand and the other one's got champagne and we're just yelling at somebody. Um... Giannis would just be literally laughing the whole time at it and jumping in the sports uh, argument. And then Bartnick would wake up and be like, what are you guys talking about? And then hear what we're talking about and say a couple of things and then probably go back to sleep. But I, I the, the thought of going over there with those guys would be unbelievable. And hopefully that's going to happen. Oh, quick announcement. I know that I'm, I'm not at the plugs part of the show just yet. By the way, thank you guys for uh, the Unacceptables. Please send your Unacceptables to Unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. But what I was going to say was, uh, I know I'm not on the plugs part uh, right now, but uh, it looks like I will next month be in Canada with Bill Burr. So, Ottawa, I think I'm coming there April 3rd. I will be, and I'm also headlining Ottawa in June. So I got those dates too. So I'll be going back to Ottawa by myself at Absolute Comedy June 20th through June 26th, but I I will be with Bill Burr for his Canada run the first week of April. So if you're in Canada, and I know I got amazing fans in Canada, Canada has been so good to me, supporting me for Just for Laughs, and I mean this, Canada is the shit, Um, Canada comes out to see me, Canada is unbelievably loyal fans, I love it out there, I love that country, I love the people there. And uh, the comedy fans there are unbelievable. So uh, you'll be seeing me headlining myself there, but I will be with Bill Burr at the first week in the first week of April out there. Um. Okay. So what else do we uh, what else do we got here? We did the unex. Oh yeah, we got the sports. I got to talk about the sports movie, and then we'll do some plugs. Let me just double check here. To make sure it's the kind of guy I am to my fans, everybody. Um, oh my god, I'm looking forward to fucking sleeping. While I look at this, I just want to make sure. Uh, while I tell you this, I just want to make sure that there's not an unacceptable. Okay, yeah, there is a couple unacceptables here on um, on uh, Twitter here. So this is from. Um, this is from. My friend over there, Morgan, out there in Beantown, um, says, um, on com- 
on commuter uh, rail home, passenger is sucking on his two middle fingers like a toddler. Grown-ass man, at least 40. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> that reminds me of that UFC fighter. I think I mentioned that. A UFC fighter that was training me for that movie I did. He had a thing where he sucked his thumb. And I couldn't fight. It was just like, they're so tough, they have to have one thing to offset it. So this dude would be like, yeah, well, you got to knock that motherfucker out. And just like go go like right to suck his thumb. It was hilarious. Um, this is from Patrick, uh, Dwyer at, uh, oh, and I'm sorry. That was at, uh, that, that last one was at, uh, uh, at W I L L E O music. That was my friend Morgan out there. Um, okay. This one is from Patrick Dwyer at, uh, E L Dwyer. That's E L D W. Y-E-R-34, Paul Verzi, the girl at the gym wearing the texting is my cardio hat. Unacceptable. I imagine Jim Florentine <laughs> grunting, saying, yuck. Yeah, nobody cares about your fucking hat. It's a fucking joke. Dude, my Florentine is getting really good. You ready here? I'll give you guys a little Florentine. I know you guys like it. It's been a great show so far. I got more for you. But you know what? You guys fucking deserve it. I told you I was excited about this podcast today. 248. You want a little Florentine? I'm going to give you a little Florentine. Hold on. Let me get Let me get into I'm getting a little sick, as you could hear, so it's not going to be as, but I'll give you one. Ready? My favorite stuff is Florentine talking about how bad halftime shows are. All right. So, but, yeah, you see the fucking... <clears throat> hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, the fucking Super Bowl is a fucking joke. Nobody cares. Fucking, yeah, the fucking Beyonce at halftime. It's fucking garbage. Remember a couple of years ago they had fucking Madonna at halftime. Nobody wants to hear Material Girl. All right, I'd rather beat my ball bag for 10 minutes. Be more entertaining, less painful. It's a fucking joke. It's brutal. Yuck. Um, You're welcome. It really is. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you go to the gym. You got a fucking funny word on your shirt. Nobody cares. Just fucking run and shut up. How come everyone's got to make a statement? You're not that important. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear fucking Madonna at (laughs) halftime. Fucking Beyonce wearing bullets. Nobody cares. Fucking eat one of those bullets. How about that? Uh, Oh my God, I'm giving you guys the goods. Uh, Here we go. Do we have any more? And if you guys... Live under a rock and you know who Jim Florentine is. Listen to listen to him and then tell me my tell me that's not spot on. Uh, this is from oh I heard about this and I didn't know this is from Kyle Patrick Mullins at Kyle Mullins. That's uh, Kyle K Y L E M U L L I N S nineteen at Paul Verzi. Someone stole a joke off your special at an open mic, but quickly received a flying chair and many yells of unacceptable. My question is, what joke was it? That's what I want to know. That's how fucking nuts I am. That I'm like, yeah, what joke was it? What joke did they like that much to steal? Um. All right, is that it? Let's see. Nope, that's not it. There's more. This is from Minty Waterford at Bobby E S L E P. Okay, so it's Bobby. And then E S S A 
and then capital L, so capital B for Bobby, and then capital E, and then SSA, capital L-E-P. Paul Verzi, grown men in college cafeteria chasing each other around like an overweight lion and an emaciated gazelle. Hashtag unacceptable, hashtag animals. Uh, animals, everybody, that's what they are. They're absolute fucking animals. Um... All right, let me just make sure. Yep, I got one from Josh Alexandro at Josh uh, Alessandro, A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-O, socks on a train, uh, hashtag animals, hashtag unacceptable. Oh, there's a lot more than I thought here. Okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. This one is from Chris uh, Wendt uh, at C-W-E-N-D-T underscore E-C-U. Paul Verzi, damn shots fired at Jeremy Lin in Charlotte. Unacceptable. Come to the area, do a show. You may like it. Yeah, I heard, man. They talking about how Asian dudes get fucking get shit on. And he's right, dude. You could say what like if you say something about like women, or if you say something about like you say something about minority groups or anything like that. But fu- and everybody gets but fucking Asian dudes get fucked with. And nothing. They just take it. Gotta stop. One day they're gonna fucking snap. Alright, that's it. That's all I got. Is that all I got? Coming, yeah, March 3rd. Yes, okay. Alright, guys, we are done. Thank you for the unacceptables. Those are done. Uh, those are done. Alright, so now we move on to sports. I got a movie review, and then we're done. We'll get, don't worry, we're, we're, we're moving right along. Okay, so what I got to talk about with sports is the UFC, what was it, 196? Um, guys, I got to be honest with you, man. I I am so into UFC now. What that night was, what that pay-per-view was, and I didn't think I was going to be able to see it. I had two shows, The Stand comedy club and restaurant on 20th and 3rd Avenue, one of the best fucking comedy clubs in the world, asked me to host, to host. And I said, uh, sure, you know, and then I realized, fuck, I'm hosting the 10 o'clock show and it's the fucking McGregor fight. Whatever, man. I wanted to get stage time. I'm working on new material. And the cool thing about hosting at the stand is, you know, you go up in between and it's, you know, it's such a great showcase and the crowd's great and, you know, it's my home club so I just know the room really well and I'm like, I got to get this work in and you never complain about work but on a big sporting event, you're like, shit, man, if I was just doing a spot, I would be able to probably go see it. So, uh, Mike Lawrence, funny comedian, Mike gets off stage and I'm like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, dude, he goes, I'm going down the block to watch some of the fight. He's like Louis Gomez, uh, Louis Gomez from Legion of Skanks, funny comics. He's like, Louis is down there and he does that hammer fisting podcast. He's all into it. So he goes, Louis is over there with some other comics. We're going to go and watch it. So I'm texting with people going, dude, let me know when the undercards are over because I know there's like three or four undercards or whatever. And then it was the Holly Holm, Misha, uh, Misha Tate fight. And then after that, and that's the, that's the, you know, Holly Holm is defending her title after beating Ronda Rousey. And then after that was the uh, McGregor Diaz fight. So I wanted to see like where they were at. So I get off stage at probably like 11.40, 11.45, and I have my Jordan 4s on, okay? I have my Jordan 4 white cements on. Look them up. Just put on Jordan 4 white cements. Look at the official ones. They're, they're fucking, it's everything a sneaker should be. Um, so 
I'm wearing them, and he's like, yeah, it's right down the block. It's at this bar. It's on this avenue five blocks down. So that's literally like a, you know, whatever, a six, seven-minute walk tops. So I'm like, ah, my phone dies, so now I don't have anybody to text me where they're at. So I'm like, look, my car's parked here. I could hop on the highway and go home if the fight's over or, you know, whatever. Let me just walk there. But I got my Jordans on, and I don't want them to crease at all. So I'm literally pointing my toes down, walking on my heels, and I walked four blocks like a fucking turtle. You would have thought I either injured myself or I was going to shit my pants. I was walking like that. I'm sorry. I got the dopest kicks on in the world. I'm not fucking, I'm not. So I go to this place and it's packed and they're stopping people from coming in. And I don't know what it was, but the owner was standing there. It was probably hundreds of people in this place. And some guy in a suit goes, oh, you were already in here, right? And I just go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, come in. And I'm looking for these comics, and I see them. And I walk in, and I look up at the screen. And what's happening? Holly Holm and Misha Tate are coming out of the tunnel, and I didn't miss it. So not only do I get to see the main event, but I get to see the co-main event. I get to see Holly Holm fight after beating Ronda Rousey, and then I get to see the McGregor fight. So I'm like, great. So I run into these comics. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? And we're all looking up watching this fucking thing. You know, I'm not drinking, so I order a seltzer and cranberry, and I'm just sitting there watching this thing. And amazing fights, like amazing, the place is going nuts, now I'm not one for a lot of people at a sporting event, but this was like this electric thing, like I like I just witnessed something amazing, it was really fucking cool, man, it just felt like what it must have been like in bars, like, you know, when, when you know, just when a big event happens and people file out afterwards, just shaking their head, and I was by myself, but I was just like, man, this is so cool to watch this, and the funniest thing was, Somebody bumped my sneaker on the back of the heel where it's black on the sole. So nothing was bad. I looked. It was completely fine, brand new still. I wiped it off. And now I'm realizing, holy shit, I got my new Jordans on. Well, they're not new, but I don't, they've only been out of the box two or three times. You know, the, the Jordan 4s don't come out. The Jordan 4s are fucking, you know, the Jordan 4s are the Jordan 4s. The, 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 the white cements, though. Not other Jordan 4s. You can go on Google and put in Jordan 4 and you'll see all these colors. It's the white cement Jordan 4s. You know, the white just pops. It's crazy. So I know some of you guys think I'm nuts with it, but I'm telling you. So now I'm like, holy shit, Paul. Anxiety is about to happen because I'm watching a fight in this huge bar with hundreds of people and I have my Jordan 4s on. So as people are jumping and cheering... I'm like sneaking my feet underneath me more. I'm putting them under tables and I start to panic. So I finally get my feet to what I think is safe and I watch two of the best fights, McGregor and Holly Holm lost to submission. Place is going nuts. Lewis and uh, my buddy Dave Smith came in, uh, another dude from Legion of Skanks. So Dave is in there and me and Dave are talking about the fight. And uh, they're going nuts when Nick Diaz wins the fight. And I'm just like moving my feet back. And it was just nuts to watch. I didn't have a, you know, I mean, I had people that I wanted to win. But I didn't have like a fucking horse in a ring. I didn't even have a dog in a fight, you know. I was, I didn't bet it because my phone died. And I would have bet on McGregor. So I'm glad my phone died. It saved me a hundred bucks easily. But just watching it, the place going nuts. UFC makes the best, have to fight the best. There's a gigantic main event of all the weight classes every month. Um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Um, I think I'm going to have people over for fight night uh, on the next one, which is the heavyweight uh, in April, but it's just the best. The undercards are good, 
And so I'm like waiting for a path so I could get out with my Jordans and I'm like walking out slowly. But when I finally got to the street, I was like, oh, fine. And I was just by myself. I had a long night of shows. I just watched the fight. It's, you know, one something in the morning. I got an hour drive. But I just walked out of there going, the UFC did it. The UFC is what it used to be like when Holyfield was fighting heavyweight fights, when Tyson was fighting heavyweight fights, where everybody would get into it. Except the UFC is at every month or so. The best fight the best. I used to make fun of it. Like, ah, they're barefoot. They're fucking hugging each other, you know. It is fucking awesome. It's skills. It's so much stuff. And then doing that movie, you know, really let me realize how skilled these guys are. But it's just awesome. The shit talking is real. It's awesome. So I I was so fucking into it. I loved it. Uh, I thought McGregor had the fight. And he was, you know, just got fucking, he just slipped, man. He just slipped. And that guy took, that guy, uh, Nate Diaz. uh, Nate Diaz took every fucking thing he had and just kept coming. His eye was bleeding. Guy looked like he got shot in the face after the first round. And he just kept coming. Took McGregor's best shots and then ended up submitting him and, you know, humbling him a little bit. So that was crazy. And Holly Holm thought she won on points and was just dancing around. And, and that chick, uh, Misha Tate, beat her. So it was crazy and uh, and awesome. I walked out shaking my head going, dude, I just saw something special. Like, this is amazing. People were just filing out of the bar like, that was awesome. This is awesome. You know, I remember one guy was sitting there and he goes, oh, my God. That fight was awesome, and we still have the McGregor fight. This is the great... Can you believe that that happened, and we still have the main event? Thank you, UFC. This is really happening. Like, people were saying that. So, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. My Jordans made it. I got through the path, and then I got a clear walkway, and I got to my car, and they were safe. And I I got home, and I had to stuff them and put them in the box, you know, the whole thing. You know, the Jordan 4s go in the box. Um. Okay, so that's pretty much it for sports. I know the Knicks have been losing. Their season is pretty much done. It was fun the first few months. I can't wait to see what happens with free agency. I still watch the Knicks. I still love the Knicks. Not our year. What are you going to do? Saw a movie, everybody. The movie I saw it with my kids was Zootopia, and I fucking loved it. I thought the story was great. Jason Bateman is the voice of the Fox. Uh, it was awesome. It was a good story. I, you know, it was a bunch of fucking animals on a police force. What are you gonna do? But it was a great story. Like it was one of those where, like, I was like, oh no, like, like I would literally be like, I'm not getting candy. I gotta see what happens. There's a lot of times you take your kids to movies and you're like, oh my god, this is horrible. Like, when is this gonna be over? Not the case. I loved it. Take your kids to it if you haven't. Take them over the weekend. It's a great movie. It's uh, a lot of fun. Good story. Disney did it again. Zootopia. Uh, And that's it. That is it, guys. I got the plugs. This has been episode 248. Let me just give the plugs. This month, March 25th, I will be with Joe Bartnick for the All In Tour. We are taking the all-in tour to places we have not been, and Jersey is one of them, or we only did Jersey once, but we're doing the uh, Comedy Shop, two venues, uh, yeah, two different locations, the Comedy Shop in Wontog, New Jersey, March 25th, and Pompton Plains, New Jersey, March 26th, at the Best Western Hotel, that is for the Comedy Shop, please get your tickets, um, and uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome, small, intimate venue, me and Bartnick are going to be there, and uh, we're going to have a great time, so if you're in Jersey, definitely come out on the 25th and the 26th, 
you can go to uh, I believe it the website is um, JJ Comedy. If you go, you know what I'm going to tell you right now. So if you guys are in Jersey and you want to buy tickets, I'm going to make it easy and tell you right now where to go. So JJ Comedy. Let me just make sure that that's what it is. JJComedy.com. Is that what it is? Let's see. Let's see. One second. Bear with me. This fucking yes. So you go to jjcomedy.com and it'll say the comedy shop and it'll say buy tickets and there's one that says Pompton Plains and there's one that says Wontog at uh, Celine's Bistro. So we're doing Celine's Bistro on the 25th and we're doing the Best Western on the 26th. Check that out. Also, go to, if you're in ATL, Atlanta, everybody, I will be headlining the punchline. Uh, and guess who's jumping on that show with me? Joe Bartnick. I will be headlining the punchline April 28th to May 1st. Check that out. Get your tickets. It's going to be awesome. It's a new venue. It's awesome. Atlanta is a fucking hot city. It's awesome. So come out. Uh, I know that was too many awesomes. And I will be opening for Bill Burr in Canada in April as well. So uh, April's a busy month, traveling around, doing a bunch of stuff. So come out and uh, get tickets. Thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you for buying the merchandise. Uh, the I mean, how could you not buy the poster? I mean, you should have already downloaded the album. If you didn't download the album, let me tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're listening to this and you have not gone to iTunes and downloaded Night at the Stand, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's it's a good album. It's a great album. The album made number one on iTunes, number four on Billboard, and you didn't get it and you listened to me. That's fucked up and you know who you are. Um, but the poster's a little new. And I'm kidding, by the way. I'm not a, I'm not a dick like that, but seriously, buy it. Um, and the poster I love. I just like the design of the poster. Um, and I'm going to send those out to you. So that's it. But I, I really, uh, again... Not to sound repetitive, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but um, the support I get during the week from you guys about my podcast is like, it's one of the, I could say this, I've met so many amazing, great people doing stand-up all over, all over this country, all over Canada, all over the place. Um, I've, I've met a lot of people, and I've met equally, if not, I mean, I've, I've met so many people and heard from so many people that are just the shit that listen to my podcast that are such cool people, man. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I can make, uh, make you guys have a better day and make you guys laugh and, and do that. Cause that means that I'm, you know, I'm doing my job and, uh, wow, this is going to sound really corny, but I feel it. So I'm just going to say it. It's like, you guys make me a better comedian because when you guys come at me, and you guys say things to me like, uh, man, you get me through my week, that's so funny. If I'm having a shitty day or if I feel, you know, down or I'm not feeling, you know, up to par, that lifts me up and that lets me go and do my job and keeps me going. Like, man, maybe this shit is is not so bad because these guys, you know, like it. I mean, not that things get that bad, but we all have bad days. And you guys lift me up. Your messages do. Your, um, you know, your emails and, uh, you know, the support that you give me. So, um, 
you know, that's the thing that, like, real fans don't understand. I'm talking about real fans and real supporters. I'm not talking about these fucking fair weather. Y'all check it out. Fuck that dude. You know, you know, those, <laughs> you know, man, fuck, I don't give a fucking listen to this fucking podcast. You know, people like that. I mean, I listened once. The shit was kind of funny, but I ain't got time. You know, I'm not talking, I'm talking about the people, and you know who you are, the people that, like, listen Love what I do, listen to it like that. That is such a big part of what I do and my success and all that. Because you know you're not shit without that. So don't think for a second that I don't appreciate you because I do. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, it is time for me to. Oh, so listen to this. I, I give you guys a little, little quick, quick little, little one. Today I was in. Um, the city, and I did, I told you, that's why it's coming out a little later on Thursday, I still got it out on Thursday, I like them to get out early on Thursday, this one came out late on Thursday, but, um, you know, I did this thing where we shot a sketch, uh, there's a group of guys, you check them out, uh, Temple Horses, and Temple Horses shoot, they're just a sketch, they're, they're guys that write, create sketches, they had sketches that's been on Funny or Die, they have their own site, Temple Horses is funny, you know, I know a bunch of comedians that did work, and they're like, man, we're trying to get you into something, we'd love to get you into something, they tried scheduling stuff in the past, and it didn't work out, finally got something done today, it was an eight hour shoot, because it was this technology that's never been done before, you know, with sketches, and what it is, it's that virtual reality shit, so it's a camera, that's just two eyes, and there's even, some of you guys may know it, and there's even ears on the thing, and the two eyes, it almost looks like the Johnny fucking whatever from uh, Short Circuit, and it's, fr- so basically, it's a camera of the first person's perspective, so you know that movie that's coming out, the Hardcore Henry, where the whole thing is this guy running and killing people, it almost looks like a video game like Call of Duty or Halo, when you just, all they see is the gun, well, that's what this is. But it goes like 180 degrees and you could see everything. So we shot a sketch today with that. So you literally have to subscribe to see the sketch and then put on the Samsung headset and goggles. And I was like, really? Like people are going to... And it's like this new thing. So this company sought these guys out because they liked their work and they asked... The name of the sketch we did was called Stripper Kills Guy, a comedy. And uh, it's it's crazy. And I play one of a guy, one of the guys at a bachelor party, and uh, it was pretty insane. It was fun. It was weird. It was different. It was all all those things. So when that comes out, I'll let you guys know. But I don't know, you know, who's got the technology or, or whatever. But that's what I was doing. So it's been a long day. And then I ran over to the comedy club, and then I came home and did this. So I am um, I'm done. I want to thank everybody for listening um, until episode uh, 249. I am out of here. Uh, Take care. Have a great week, and I will be talking to you guys soon.